the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program. This is your show to talk about apologetics, Christian living, biblical studies, whatever is on your mind, as long as it deals with the Bible and theology, that's what we're all about here on this program. The number to call is area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I'm not by myself. I am not by myself at all today. I have my good friend, my uh, former professor, but still, but still my professor today. <laughs> Even though I had him at Cass Technical High School, he's uh, still uh, my professor. Uh, the author, by the way, of a, a volume that is absolutely fantastic, The Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, that actually is being used and read by scholars uh, all around the world. And uh, also, you can get it. He's going to tell us how, to, how you can get one of your very own. And uh, also, he's going to deal with some apologetics for us today. That person is Mr. Smith. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Real well, Pastor Moss. Always well, good to hear your voice, and thank you for having me on your program again. Well, it's good to hear your voice. And, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Smith, you had me laughing. In fact, Mary was here talking about how uh, you sounded differently. You sound the same way to me now as you sounded uh, back when I was at Cash Tech. So, <laughs> I think you might have moved a little quicker back then, but that's about all. There's no difference. Well, that's good. <laughs> I slowed so, down a little, but I'm still here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're still moving and uh, still serving the Lord. Thank, thank the Lord for that. 
and uh, definitely appreciating uh, all the work that you do. And I was thinking about a dilemma that uh, that we face uh, in the church, uh, uh, you know, dealing especially with our young people and getting them prepared uh, as they go into the world. Uh, of course, uh, uh, they need an education, and so we send them to, to schools, to universities, to colleges, uh, and then often forgetting that a lot of the uh, colleges are not only just, you know, unbiblical, but sometimes anti-biblical, you know, uh, where we find uh, the views that they learned in church to be attacked, to be attacked. And uh, two of the biggest ones that they hit with is, first of all, a lot of uh, professors in secular schools are uh, atheists. Okay? They uh, don't believe in God. The other is uh, evolution, okay? uh, the teaching of evolution, which, of course, as it's presented, uh, usually at the university level, is devoid of any kind of uh, understanding of, of uh, spirituality, just total materialism. And so I was wondering today if you could help us uh, and uh, uh, tell us, first of all, let's take on the issue of uh, atheism. How would you, what would you uh, tell a student to do, a Christian who goes to a university, how to deal with someone who says they do not believe in God? What are the arguments that they can, uh, they can give uh, so that they can defend their uh, belief in God, belief in the Bible, and et cetera? Well, I've encountered that myself when I was graduating from Bob Jones University. They warned me not to attend Wayne State University. That They thought I would lose my faith. I told them, no, they aren't going to shake me. I'll shake them, though. <laughs> so, as you know, I went to Wayne, had no problem. And uh, uh-huh. So let me just share a way to look at atheism. I asked the question, and it's a classic question from, I can't remember the scholar who first proposed it, or at least the assertion, but it's been around a long time, but it's a very interesting one, and that is, why is there something rather than nothing at all? (laughs) Why is there something rather than nothing at all? That's right. Now, maybe you know who first brought that up. I just recently read who it was, but my forgetter is working extra hard these days, so at least I remember the sentence. Well, I have heard it as well, and in my mind is scratching to remember who said it, but you're right. Uh, that is something that I've heard used as an argument that is a, uh, a, a pro-God argument. Uh, tell us more. So now let me carry on a little bit further. I put an outline up on the blackboard in my class that I was teaching at Southeastern High School in room 307, where when I first had this group of young people as my students, they said, Mr. Smith, is this a class for dummies? (laughs) And I said, absolutely not. And I said, if you follow my directions and do the work I ask you to and ask for help if you need it, you will end up being almost geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) And so, believe it or not, these kids were, I was told that they would never make it to graduation, that don't be discouraged as they just dropped out one by one, and their attendance would be bad, maybe their behavior would be bad, and they were already failure students, they called them, they had failed the course under a different teacher, 
So just hang in there and do the best you can to help them. <laughs> so I helped them. And they had real good attendance. They were well-behaved. And they left my class graduating and went straight to Wayne University. Some of them came back and told me they were in the medical field. Some were in the legal field. And they did fine. So I think I helped them. <laughs> but here's sure you what did. happened. They, they got wind of the idea because I had... They raised a question about something. I said, no, I don't believe in atheism, and I don't believe in evolution or any of that stuff. Uh -huh. Well, Mr. Smith, our science teacher, said such and such. I say, well, if your science teacher is open to have a debate with me, invite him to come to class, and I'll take him on any time you can arrange for it. Mm -hmm. And he did come. Wow. <laughs> and okay. we had a debate, and I think young people really enjoyed it. And I wrote my outline on the blackboard as we went. Well, well, tell us a little something about that debate. Yeah, I'll give you the outline. It's probably not quite as complete as I had it the day I put it up on the blackboard, but this is what I remember. I tried searching my computer to see if the lesson plan was in there that had some of this stuff, but guess what? The search device didn't find it, so here's what my memory says I did. I said... You have to think about necessary being versus contingent being. And I told the students necessary being is unchanging and eternal without beginning. And that being the case, if you ask the question, who created God, that's a nonsense question because it's irrelevant. God uh -huh. is necessary being. He didn't have a beginning. He won't have an end. Now, for yeah. a contingent being, by the way, necessary being is unchanging, because if he would change, he would either have to get better or get worse. But God is perfect. He stays the same in that sense. Uh -huh. So the other point is contingent being. And this means contingent beings have a beginning in time. They're subject to change. So anything that can change for the better or worse is included in the class of what we call contingent being. Then I told them evolution, that is macroevolution, is based on the laws of chance. And I said the laws of chance stipulate that if there are only two options, like heads or tails, uh -huh. If you flip a quarter, which a lot of the young people there in the lunchroom were always doing their little gambling deal, uh, half the time will be heads and half the time will be tails, as you well know. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a phenomenon in biology, and i got to interrupt my little story here to say that one of the social science teachers came up to me when I was sitting in the library one day, and he said, Mr. Smith, some of the students are saying you don't believe in evolution. He said, I thought you were a highly intellectual, highly trained teacher, and how on earth could you not believe in evolution? I said, I don't believe in evolution because there's no facts that support it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Smith, you can't say that. I said, I just said it. He says, are you willing to debate the science teachers? I said, anytime you can bring them together, I'll be ready. I don't even have to prepare. 
So one day I walked into this room, and they all stood up and clapped and said, Mr. Smith, sit down, we'll have a debate. And practically the whole science department was there. Wow. <laughs> so we had a debate, Pastor Moss, and that was something. I wish I could have had a tape recorder, but uh, they they tried to corner me, you know, going to debate me on the Bible. And I said, now, let me caution you folks a little bit. I studied the Bible a little bit, so I... I, I suggest you might not try to trip me up on the Bible. You might have a little trouble doing that. But science, I did well on the graduate record exam. I scored in the 88th percentile of those who majored in science. But mm-hmm. you can probably trip me up on that real easy, so stick to science. But I said, I'm going to present you a little scientific argument that proves macroevolution and all that stuff cannot be true. Well, okay. they said, let's hear it. I said, have you ever heard of chirality? And several science teachers raised their hand and said, yep, we've heard of that. I said, all right, think about it. Chirality means living cells come in two varieties, left-handed ones and right-handed ones. And in the laboratory, if you try to synthesize something involving lifelike matter, it'll come out half left-handed and half right-handed. I said, but if you investigate nature, where you have real living things, there are only three examples that I'm aware of, and only one that I remember the name of, and that's penicillin. That's right-handed. All the rest are left-handed, unless I got it reversed, but that's the principle. I said, therefore, your premise that everything happened by chance cannot be true, and that demolishes macroevolution. Wow. So, and when you say macroevolution, it seems as if there is a form of evolution that may be somewhat acceptable. Is that microevolution? Yes, that's right. Microevolution is where things change naturally within their species, so to speak, just like the Bible talks about after its kind and so on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so macroevolution, yeah, in terms of changes being like that, I mean, you can have a lot of different kinds of dogs. Uh, right. But they're still dogs. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody's managed to turn a dog into a cat by means of breeding. So. No, not in, only in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but and I don't watch them, so right. I wouldn't know. A lot of people don't know that there's a difference between macroevolution and microevolution. Microevolution, as you say, uh, is what's causing the problem. It's this idea of uh, um, uh, celled organisms developing and then going from uh, ape to humanity and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and of course that's never been proven and cannot be proven. Humans are quite distinct even from the nearest supposed ancestor in the ape family. So there's really no no comparison. If you look at humans, they stand fully upright. Apes do not do that. Uh, There's a difference in the skin Apes and other animals have a loose skin. We have a rather tight skin. And there are other things like uh, structures that they have that we do not. And so it's hardly possible to imagine that apes eventually changed into human beings. 
Uh, well, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm on the same page, and the studies that uh, uh, on evolution I've had, when you started me in that direction of, of studying stuff like that at, at CAS, you know, finds out that even Darwin, he was he was there. He he admitted that there were things that could disprove his theory. Uh, one of them, I, I understand it, was the um, uh, the fossil record really doesn't support um, evolution and showing this gradual change. You don't find that in the fossils. Uh, no, there's the, not any intermediate form seen hardly any place. And I've always thought to myself, if evolution is true, what stopped it? <laughs> yeah, it should still be going. Should still be going on now, shouldn't it? Yeah, massively. <laughs> But it's not. All right. Well, I was wondering to see in the treasure of scripture knowledge. Do you have um, uh, more information about um, evolution or in uh, an atheism? Not directly, but I did put quite a study note at the passage found in Second uh, Peter one sixteen. A whole right there. We've got to take a break, and when we come back, we want you to tell us about that passage, Mr. Smith. Take a break. We'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836, or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fees at StandWithIsraelTour.com. 
Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Odyssey.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss and Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith was about to give us information out of a, um, a, a biblical source from Second Peter. Uh, continue with what you were saying, Mr. Smith. Okay, the passage where I have placed a note is Second Peter 1, 16. Uh-huh. Where we read it says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now that pretty well is an answer to the atheists who want to claim that the New Testament is basically mythology. And they even compare it to other myths from other religions from times past and say that shows that the New Testament is not historical, that it's based on cunningly devised fables. Well, well I'm telling he you. He denies that, that. He says, for we have not followed cunningly mm-hmm. devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now, the atheists that I've been having discussions with for the last month or two, uh, they say there were no disciples at the cross. There were eyewitnesses of what was going on there. They had all fled. (laughs) I just give them a few verses that show that John was there, Peter was there, and, of course, the mother of Jesus was there, and a whole bunch of other witnesses were there. And so uh, there were eyewitnesses there without question. That's right, because in, in other words, uh, it would be absolutely uh, 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 not true. We'd have to, the Bible would have to uh, be a, 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 give us false data, because it's too strong in the text, isn't it? Looking at uh, yeah. First Peter, and, and uh, 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 I'm sorry, Second Peter one sixteen, which you gave us, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables, which we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty? I mean, not only uh, Peter's talking about himself, but others as well. So who yeah, would write he says we. <laughs> right. The we. Who would write that and that not be true? You open yourself up for uh, <laughs> for some uh, real problems by saying something like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, Pastor Moss, when I get to dealing with these dear, poor atheists, it's a what I call a thread killer, because when I finish giving my evidence, they say that they're done. They don't want to discuss it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but let me read you a little bit from my note about these cunningly devised fables uh, that I placed in the new Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. Yeah. 
This verse contains one of the most significant texts for apologetics to be found in the Word of God. Christian faith is not a blind leap into the dark, but is established upon firm evidence. For unlike other world religions, Christianity rests on definite historical facts and events, facts and historical events of such nature that if they really took place, the religion is true and established by so direct, so strong, and so great a variety of independent and converging proofs that it has been said again and again by great lawyers that they cannot but be regarded as proved under the strictest rules of evidence used in the highest American and English courts. And that's a quotation from Erwin H. Linton's book, A Lawyer Examines the Bible, on page 16. Uh Here's the significant thing. Linton states he had never found a single unbelieving lawyer or layman who had made a careful, lawyer-like, two-sided investigation of the claims of the Bible and his Christ. He was never able to find a single unbeliever who had read carefully even one of the old classics on the Christian evidences. And I haven't found any either. (laughs) So in other words, the reason for uh, uh, people holding their position is their ignorance of uh, the evidence and the historical background that, uh, that the New Testament has. That's right. And the evidence is irrefutable. Wow. Uh, and I'm sure uh, of this one guy um, that, that you uh, actually, when I got apologetics under you, Simon Greenleaf, I heard he was yes, a great... I was going to mention he's one of those lawyers <laughs> that Linton <laughs> is alluding to. Yeah. And yes, he wrote a book called The Testimony of the Four Evangelists, something like that. Uh-huh. And he goes through and shows how the evidence presented in the Gospels would stand in any court of law as being proper evidence and actually proves its case. And uh, Simon Greenleaf was a very important author in his day. He wrote a two-volume work on evidences, not Christian Uh evidences, the law of evidences. And it was a standard reference work for many, many years. I think I had a chance once to buy it when I was at Craigle's, but I didn't. I kind of wish I would have, but then again, my shelf space is getting kind of full, you know, so maybe <laughs> I'm doing all right without it. But he was a standard authority on the subject of evidence for at least over 100 years. Do you find, Mr. Smith, that most of the uh, of those who attack the Bible really never read the evidence on the other side? That's exactly the case. They never do. And when I present it to them, they don't want to read it. I put a link to my realbiblestudy.com site to a particular entry that I put. It happens to be Daily Bible Nugget number 600, I believe, Uh where I place an unanswerable argument based on Leslie's uh, short and easy method with a deist called his, uh, it's a reference to his four rules of historicity. And they won't go there. They won't read it. They won't discuss it. Well, I'm not like them. 
because they suggested that I get a book. And they said, if you start reading these books, you'll change your mind. Well, I'm going to read you what the name of the book they said for me to get. <laughs> to prove that I got it. I got it right here in my hand. Uh-huh. It's called Darwinian Detectives, Revealing uh-huh. the Natural History of Genes and Genomes by Norman A. Johnson. Four okay. by Michael R. Rose, and a little blurb on the back to pick a short one, says, Opponents of evolution would have you believe that evidence for the process is slim and shaky. But as Norman Johnson shows, studies of genes and genomes have revealed exactly the relationship among organisms predicted by Darwin's theory. But genomes also contain many surprises indicating that our understanding of evolutionary mechanisms is far from complete. <laughs> That's stated by Daniel L. Hartle. So, so it's not as uh, solid as they want to, uh, many want to say that it is. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that, that Darwin even was honest enough to admit that there were things that were, you know, uh, not right with his theory. Uh, yeah, he that, said if anybody can show that there are no such uh, bridges between, you know, different lines of creatures, no intermediate, you know, steps, then mm-hmm. that would pretty well prove his theory to be mistaken. That's right, and you rarely hear that. I know when I went, uh, I had any classes uh, at high school, biology class, they did not they did not go into that aspect of it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. how can people access your, uh, the, uh, now, of course, they can buy uh, your, your, your book. They can buy the treasury, but also there's a lot of stuff they can uh, get uh, on the web, right? That's right. I have a website. It's called www.realbiblestudy.com, and if you go there, on the right-hand side, there's a list of categories of different aspects of Bible study and apologetics and so forth, and you just pick the one. If you want to learn more about Bible prophecy, well, read what I've written under Bible prophecy. If you want to learn more about apologetics and answers to atheism, well, click on that one. And so forth. It's all there. It's been there, and I keep adding to it each day, almost. So, it's and it's free, and there's no advertising. <laughs> and you and you said also you have a, an educational program. Yes, and that's mentioned on my Real Bible Study site too. It's called the Language Enrichment Program, and for those who don't think it works, just read the evidence that I present there at my Real Bible Study site under the category, the Language Enrichment Program, or under the topic of educational issues. You're likely to find something there, too. But to actually buy my program on Kindle, it costs about a penny less than $10, and the printed book, 350 pages, costs a penny under $20, and it'll work with any student from... Oh, I'd say second grade with parental help and third grade on up to graduate school with very little help from anybody else. It's got an answer key so that if you get stuck, it'll tell you what the answer was supposed to be and sometimes offers further explanation. But the main thing is that it works. When I used it with that class I was talking about, about uh, they asked me, Mr. Smith, is this a class for dummies? And I told them absolutely not. 
I had some of those students who improved their measurable reading comprehension level between pre-test and post-test by as much as five years. I think one young lady, eight years, and that's using the test that I had. Now, when you use the California Achievement Test, they did even better. So, <laughs> it was well, that is great uh, information, and I'm I'm just so glad to be able uh, to bring that to the listening audience that they can take Let advantage of it. Where, where you can get that, Pastor Moss, I forgot to say, you go to Amazon.com because that's where it's sold, and when you can click on the category for in the search part there, you know the drop down list and go into books. And then put my name, Jerome Smith, and the title of the book, The Language Enrichment Program. And when you click on that, it'll take you right to it. And let All me right. tell you, it's needed, Pastor Moss. I know it's needed, and yet not very many people have purchased it. I don't think I've even recovered the amount of money I spent to place it on Amazon. And I didn't have to spend that much money. And uh, so I'm not getting rich off it or anything like that. But if people would wake up and use it, their child would do far better, or their student, or themselves. So, well, well, Mr. Smith, I know that you are a classic teacher. You did not enter into education uh, to become rich. You did it because of the fact that you are uh, a teacher. Uh, you're concerned with teaching uh, uh, and letting, making sure that the generations that come aren't ignorant. And, uh, so uh, you're, you, you, you take your, your job just like a doctor of medicine takes his. So definitely it's not meant to enrich you, and I'm just so glad to have this opportunity to expose this to everybody. And, I mean, uh, and, and until you've got into that treasure of Scripture knowledge, uh, once you get your hand on it, you'll find out a lot of, a lot of stuff you didn't know. And also his educational programs are, are fantastic. So definitely I'm, I'm glad to have you uh, on the program today, enlightening us. And um, I'm trying to wear you out on uh, Thursdays, but one Thursday I might not show up, Mr. Smith. you got to get ready now. <laughs> well, we won't have dead air. I know that. There's always something to teach to the people that is much needed. You got that right. You got that right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for the information, sir, and I will be uh, talking to you again. Well, thank you, Pastor Moss. It's always a joy to be on with you. All right. All right, number to call here, code 866-423-9578. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Every year, publicly traded companies are required by law to hold a meeting of their shareholders. Members of the board are elected, and various resolutions are voted on. In addition, management takes questions from the company's owners, the shareholders. I've attended half a dozen shareholder meetings in recent days and have been asking corporations about their endorsements of the Equality Act, a bill that would severely weaken the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. So far, every company has refused to answer my question. Shareholders are the final line of accountability when CEOs stray from their day job into polarized politics. You probably own a lot of these companies in your retirement account. Annual meeting season is just getting started, and they are typically online this year. You have a right to attend. You have a right to ask questions. It's time to show up. Believe me, they'll notice. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. Through the years, Faith Talk Detroit has provided our listeners with inspiring Christian teachings and talk. It's now time for you to talk to us. A 10-minute survey has been set up at faithtalkdetroit.com to hear what you have to say about our station and the programs to which you listen. Complete the survey and you are automatically entered to win $500. Tell us how we're doing what you love about our local pastor broadcast, which daily ministry teachings and sermons you never miss, and, of course, a little bit about yourself for a chance to win $500. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to share your thoughts on WLQV-FM 92.7 and AM 1500 by taking our 10-minute survey. Please trust that your answers are exactly what we need to know to become a better radio station for you. Help us connect to the community. Take 10 minutes to complete our survey at faithtalkdetroit.com for a chance to win $500. What pleases God? Alistair Begg explains. God is pleased when he finds that we're not forgetting to do good and we are exercising our spiritual duty to God in praise and our moral duty to others in these expressions. Find out more as you join us Thursday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg. Weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk, Detroit. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk, Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the Bible, theology, Christian living, is welcome here on this particular program. The only thing that's not welcome is you just laying back and being quiet and not taking advantage of this program that you have. All right. If you want to support us, you can send donations to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That will go to support our radio outreach, and we appreciate it very much. It does cost us $2,000 a month to stay on the air, uh, and thanks to your blessings, we are able to do this. Now, remember, I get no salary from this. This is all... Uh, uh, going straight to ministry uh, to keep the Word of God and apologetics and systematic theology out before the people. So help us if you can. Remember that P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205 is the zip code. All right. We've been talking about atheism and evolution. Uh, Another word on atheism. Uh, Over in Acts chapter 17, we have a very, very powerful text of Scripture uh, given by the Apostle Paul, who, by the way, uh, besides him being uh, brilliant in the Bible and an apostle of Jesus Christ, uh, wrote so many letters, of course, as you know, in the New Testament, he also was very well 
studied and very well read. I mean, he uh, studied Greek philosophy. We know that because of a quote that we get from him in Acts chapter 17. And it's an amazing quote uh, because he uh, was in Athens, and he was going to preach the gospel there. And in preaching the gospel, it's always good where you can find something that you can use uh, before you introduce the gospel. And Paul, and Paul knew what he was doing, okay, uh, here when he was at Athens. Notice in Acts chapter 17 and verse uh, 22, well, first we'll go into it, uh, verse 20, uh, where it says, For thou bringest strange, uh, certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. That was the question they were asking him. The Epicureans, the philosophers, uh, they, were, they were ready. To, and that's one thing, it means good. The philosophers, at least in Paul's day, were willing to listen uh, to the opposing points of view, right? And so Paul took advantage of it and he put his big foot right in the middle of that. And he said this, here in Acts chapter 17, verse 22, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens. I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. To the unknown God, okay? Uh, that's what it says. Right there in Athens, okay? Uh, a, a statue that was built that said, to the unknown God. So in other words, they knew that there was a God, they just didn't know who it was. In other words, the Greeks had reasoned themselves to a god, right? In fact, uh, Aristotle, one of the Greek philosophers, uh, said that uh, God is the, uh, their concept of God was an unmoved mover, the one who started everything. Plato had a name for God. Socrates, and so in other words, it wasn't that they were godless, they just needed to know more, right? So he said to the unknown god, uh, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands. Okay? Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he gives to all life and breath to all things. So first of all, uh, the idea of man being naturally atheists, no. Here we see in ancient Greece, they believed in God. Now, not the God of the Bible, okay? But, uh, well, that, that is because uh, uh, they needed to know about him, and Paul presented that to him. And he said something else very interesting here, too, in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Has made of one blood, that should be a, a, a verse that can banish the silly kind of racism that we see ourselves dealing with today, okay? There's only one race, the human race, and we're all of one blood. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Mark. Any question you have about the Bible or about the Word of God is welcome here. All you've got to do is call that number, that number once again, area code 866 Four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, I have a question for you. All right, 
uh, a question you can uh, answer if you think you know how. Coming from Romans chapter 2, as we deal with uh, God and belief in God, uh, uh, what about this question? Which also comes from something that Paul talked about in the book of Romans. Over in Romans chapter 2 and verse 13, where Paul says, For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Okay? Their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to the gospel. Okay? In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. The question I want to put on the table in the time remaining is this. What will happen to the people in the world who never had the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to them? What will happen to people who never heard the word of God, who died without hearing about Christ, salvation, that sort of thing? What will happen to them? And how will they be judged? Do you have an answer to that? If you do, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, a very difficult question to deal with, what happens to those who have not heard the gospel? Okay. How will they be judged by God? Do you know? Do you have an idea about this? If you do, time to call. Is right now. I'll be glad to take your call dealing with this particular subject. Okay, it's one that needs to be answered uh, because definitely there have been people right who did not hear about Christ. Okay? How? What's going to happen to them? Will they go to heaven? Will they go to hell? What's going to occur? Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six. 423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Give us a call if you have a comment on that particular uh, uh, question. It's a very interesting question. Could be quite provocative. What do you think? Now, he goes on to say here in Romans, verse 13, For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else accusing one another. Then verse 16, uh, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ. What's that talking about? Well, going to take a break. I'll wait for your comments. We'll be right back. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. 
If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Rams Horn of Rochester Hills is offering half-price certificates on GottaHalfItNow.com. That's Gotta, H-A-L-F-ItNow.com. Just in time for Mother's Day. $50 certificates are just $25, but they're going fast. Ram's Horn of Rochester Hills is a great place with a wonderful staff and excellent food. It's the perfect place for your Mother's Day breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And with your half-price certificates from GottaHalfItNow.com, how can you go wrong? Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Let mom know how special she is this Mother's Day. Faith Talk Detroit wants to help you celebrate by giving you a chance to win $1,000 in our Mother's Day sweepstakes. For all the details and to enter, go to faithtalkdetroit.com. Surprise mom with $1,000 if you're the winner of our Mother's Day sweepstakes. Register once each day on any device between now and May 9th at faithtalkdetroit.com and follow us on social media for reminders. Brought to you by WLQV, FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. There's no way to get away from King in Detroit, and he's on the air right now. How you doing, King? Oh, how you doing, Pastor Moss? Good, buddy, good, good. What's on your mind? Thanks for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. Listen, was that website for Jerome Smith, is that uh, realbiblestudy.com? Yes, sir. Okay, because there's not a lot of stuff for us persons who are visually challenged like myself. Uh, if you need help, some things in dictionaries. There's not a lot of stuff in the Bible. It's very big, so I'm, I'm trying to find as much help as I can. I hope it's accessible, audio, auditorially wise. Um, but other than that, I, your answer to your question, I don't really. I'm not sure about answer. I thought Paul says something. You know, I hate to. I hate to come on unprepared. Unprepared. First or second Corinthians about being people being judged by nature or something to that effect. I, I'm not sure, Pastor Moss. I'm just throwing something yeah. out there. On the right track, though, King, because definitely uh, Paul, uh, in fact, in the very passage we have here, and he may, uh, just as you said, say uh, uh, something of this uh, on this level somewhere else. But here in Romans chapter 2, verse 12, here's what he says. 
for as many as have sinned without law, okay? And that meant without the, the you know, the law that was given, uh, you know, uh, by God, for Moses. Right. So, so perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged, judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, okay, do not do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which uh-huh. show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. So all this seems to say, King, is that uh, uh, the, the law is given, uh, but people who didn't follow the law, still there's a law in their heart, their conscience. Okay? When it says mm-hmm. in, verse, in verse 16, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ according to the gospel. So here, he really doesn't give uh, an exact answer to it. We know, though, that seemingly from this comes at least uh, there's three ways man can be judged. One is by the law, okay? That means uh, the Ten Commandments, the law of Moses, the law that the Bible gives. Second would be by uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, okay? Saved by, by, by uh, grace through faith, okay? Uh, uh, so if you're a believer, then you believe in the gospel and you're saved. Uh, right. The last one is conscious. So what happens to people who haven't heard the law or the gospel? Okay? They right. judge just by their conscience, what do we have? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, because when Adam and Eve sinned, they, they became conscious. They were aware of their, what they had done. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Man, and, and then when, just like when God, God asked Cain, Cain, did thou do us well? Uh, you know, and why are you sad? And that was the grace of God judge, judging him right there. You're right. You're right. Now the thing is, with Adam and Eve, uh, uh, you're right. Their consciousness became aware of good and evil uh, once they violated the good that God had told them to do. But uh, but they did have God telling them. I mean, they knew exactly okay, well, what to do. What about people though in places where the gospel wasn't preached, where they didn't know about the gospel? Okay. Uh, they knew morality somehow. In other words, what is going, and we know the three things that will be judged, uh, used in judgment, will be the law, the gospel, um, and then conscience. Now, of course, the best one is the gospel. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> the oh, I definitely agree with that, yes. But uh, the, the, the question becomes, uh, uh, which we're going to have to spend some more time with tomorrow, what about those who have not heard the gospel? That's the basic question on the table. Okay. Right. Because definitely yeah. there has been uh, those who, who didn't hear the gospel. Okay. Um, you know, they, they did not hear it. So what happens to them? What is, uh, uh, what is the standards going to be used to judge them? Mm-hmm. All right, All right. Pastor Moss. Thank that, buddy. If you have anything to say tomorrow, give us a call. I appreciate your call. Okay, thanks. You have a good night. You too. Thank you. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. I don't think I've got too much time. Marcus, I know you hate for me to ask you all the time. How much time do I have, buddy? Two minutes. <laughs> See, I'm about to, I was about to preach. <laughs> but there's always another day, so make sure that you guys call. Uh, definitely, I will be answering this question. I will be answering this. Um, 
What happens to those who did not hear the gospel, the law? We're going to deal with that tomorrow on the Bible Talk program. Until then, you keep studying your Bible, and we'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. This is WLQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.